Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. It's Graybar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. As we begin to the 7 o'clock hour, it is Tuesday, and that means... It is time to talk fantasy football with our good friend Sean Malone. You hear him doing uh, news. He walks out of the KMOX newsroom, and he comes into Sports Open Line. Sean, always good to see you. How are you? Good. It's been a while. Good to see you as well. It, it's been a couple weeks. We had a, a week in Nashville, and then uh, I, I don't know what happened last week. But, yeah, you're back, and that's uh, that's good. I do want to tell folks that uh, they can follow you on Twitter at smalone27, uh, and uh, you're a fantasy writer at Fantrax, F-A-N-T-R-A-X, also uh, hosting the Fly Fantasy Football Podcast as well. A lot of uh, lots of leagues are going into the playoffs now. So for teams, uh, fantasy owners that are still alive, this is a big time for them. Yeah, this is kind of the week where universally the playoffs will begin in most leagues because bye weeks are finally behind us. Right. You, know, you don't have to worry about that anymore, and that's how it should be. I don't. I know when the league switched schedules, extending the season by a week, everyone was kind of trying to figure out, okay, when do we start the postseason? I don't like starting at week 14 when, you know, you're playing in the playoffs and you got someone out on by that doesn't feel right. So, no, this is the ideal league, uh, the ideal type of week to start for the playoffs. So hopefully for those of you listening, you're in the playoffs and maybe you're not, but you're in a punishment league. Uh, in my punishment league, which I do my, with my friends locally, I am not in the playoffs. So I am at risk of potentially uh, getting punished this year. So of uh, the league I'm in, I... I not to brag, <laughs> I, I went on a, a four-game win streak at the end of the season, Ooh. and uh, we had three teams, and I had the lowest points total of the three. We had three oh, teams no. going for the final spot. I won. They both lost. I got the final <sighs> playoff spot in my league, so I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, but my league also does a thing where one of the payouts is based upon highest point total over the entire season so these uh consolation games here during the playoffs still matter for some mm -hmm. of these teams that are going for highest uh, point total and i'll say in those type of leagues if you're out of the playoffs keep making moves like yeah. don't throw in the towel at this point but if you're in a league where it doesn't matter what happens once you're eliminated from the playoffs maybe just stay away from the waiver wire there's nothing more frustrating than you're out of the playoffs or you know you're in the playoffs someone's going for the you know you're going for the championship you need to pick up someone for an injury replacement and the guy that's currently playing for ninth place in the league 
beats you on the waiver wire for someone, you know, like unless you're actually playing for something, just leave it to the people that are still playing for something to actually keep playing fantasy football. But nonetheless, you know, another week with some injuries, probably none bigger than uh, Justin Herbert, at quarterback. Yeah. Josh Jacobs could miss this week as well. It doesn't sound long term. Just the fact that the Raiders are set to play on Thursday night football could have things up in the air for him. So uh, at least in the running back spot, the number one addition, if he's still available in your league, a lot of people scooped him up in advance of last week but Zeke Elliott needs to be added in all leagues all formats at this point volume is king in fantasy football and that's what Zeke has gotten in these last two weeks with Ramondre Stevenson hurt and it no one's really sure if or when Ramondre Stevenson will be back kind of a lost season for the Patriots at this point they may elect to play it safe with him Zeke Elliott was averaging 3.1 yards per carry in those two games but he's gotten 22 carries on the ground with seven catches last week on Thursday, 17 carries and another four catches that week before where Stevenson went down. I think Zeke Elliott needs to be the number one addition if he's still available in your league. He's been scooped up in a lot, I know, at this point. Other additions, uh, I mentioned, you know, with the quarterback spot, um, you're losing Justin Herbert. He's probably on a lot of playoff teams at this point. I never thought... In 2023, I would be speaking this sentence out loud, let alone on radio, but Joe Flacco is the top yeah. ad at quarterback for me in fantasy football this week. What, 560 yards in his two games, five yeah. touchdowns? They're so. letting him throw the ball yeah. all over the place. And I'll mention some other quarterbacks in a second here that I think are worthwhile additions too, but he's thrown 44 and 45 passes in his two games. A month ago, he was not playing football. It's amazing how quickly they've just let them loose. And they're not like some of these other teams that are with backup quarterbacks now that I'll mention in a second. Playing it where, okay, Joe, don't lose us the game. They're letting Joe Flacco go play quarterback as if he's been there the entire time. Now, the other two that I mentioned, uh, Tommy DeVito and the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, Jake Browning. Those are the next two guys up. And as much as a Giants fan, I'm loving what mm -hmm. I'm seeing from Tommy Cutlets. I got to go with Jake Browning as the preferred addition, especially this upcoming week. The Minnesota Vikings are about middle of the road as a pass defense. Uh, Tommy DeVito's got a really tough matchup against New the New Orleans Saints. But moving forward, Tommy DeVito's next two games after that, Philadelphia Eagles, 32nd in the NFL against fantasy football quarterbacks. Philly's probably going to be up big, so the Giants will probably have to air it out quite a bit more. So maybe not this week, but if you're kind of playing the matchups game moving forward or if you got a first-round bye, you need someone to replace Justin Herbert. Tommy DeVito's not a bad consolation prize after Joe Flacco. And, you know, i got to mention the matchups for Flacco, too. Chicago Bears this week, Houston Texans next week. Pretty favorable matchups. Just keep in mind, if you do have them through to the championship in three weeks from now, week 17, that's the New York Jets. That's a tough matchup. This is the time of the year you mentioned with bye weeks being over. You do all these things over the last, you know, basically two months of trying to find the best possible players to, to fill up when you've got these openings. Now, all of a sudden, we're back to this place where the best roster should be able to win in fantasy football. And this year, more so than any other year, with the amount of injuries that have occurred to star players and quarterbacks this season, it feels like leagues are going to be won and lost based on waiver wires like a lot of times a league can be not that you can't win leagues like that but i feel like the draft usually is the biggest indicator of who's going to win a league but it seems like no matter how you drafted you had some sort of key injury to your team this year and whether or not you got the right guys on the waiver wires throughout the course of the season could really determine whether or not you're coming away with a championship or even avoiding finishing in last place in your league 
there's the, you know when you're putting together your lineup, there's those times where you have the decisions of going with somebody who's got a high ceiling but also a very low floor versus somebody who's just pretty consistent. When you get into the playoffs and if you lose, you're done, do you have a philosophy on which direction you should go on those type of decisions? A lot of times for me, that depends on how my team is built and how the matchup is. If I'm playing someone that they're the number one team, they're a stacked powerhouse, I know I need a big game to win, I'm going to play the guy that I think gives me the bigger upside. If I'm in that power position, though, I'm going to play probably the same guys you've been playing all season, the safer bets, if you will. Um, But when the chips are down, I'd rather go out knowing I made that aggressive decision as opposed to trying to play it safe. Um, Because I feel like that's always going to haunt you more. You know, if you lose because you left that one guy that went off on your bench as opposed to the guy that, yeah, I know he's going to get me six or seven or eight points and played a little safe there. I'd, I'd rather be aggressive in that situation. He is Sean Malone. You hear him uh, during our uh, newscast. He's also a great fantasy football mind. We love being able to talk to him. Uh, you can uh, hear more of him with the Fly Fantasy Football Podcast. Where is that available? Available where podcasts are found, including the Odyssey app. Uh, S, at smalone27 on Twitter. Sean, thanks for your time. Thank you. That's Sean Malone. We'll take a break. Have more in just a moment on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Lays the ball into the Kansas City box. Clearance stopped up by Stratton. Get in there. Yeah! Are you kidding me? To the City Leeds! Oh, Jared Stroud! 
Jared Stroud no longer a member of St. Louis City SC. That call, of course, from the City SC radio broadcast heard on our sister station Y98. Joey Zanaboni on the call. Standing next to him at that uh, moment was Dale Shilley, and he joins us right now via the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. You, of course, hear him as part of the City SC broadcast. We always love being able to talk with him. Dale, thanks for taking some time with us today. How are you? Uh, It's my pleasure. I'm doing great. So what's your uh, initial takeaway this trade today? Uh, Jared Stroud being moved, defender uh, Lucas Bartland being moved, some money in uh, general allocation uh, funds being moved, and uh, the team has acquired uh, from D.C. United defensive midfielder Chris Durkin. Talk me through your thoughts on this trade. Yeah, I, first off, you, you, try to, you try to do what's right for all the parties. I think both teams fill needs. Uh, I think for all three players, it's a good move. Lucas Bartler was in a center back position that was congested uh, and a lot of talent and good players in, in that role. Lucas had, uh, you know, a stint in June, was battling in and out uh, afterwards. But, uh, you know, I think he needs to get out someplace and play. Jared Stroud, um, I think with his style and his work rate can fit into a number of different systems. I'm assuming he'll make a little bit more money and uh, just because of his, his contract set up and where he's at uh, in terms of his age and years out of school and that kind of stuff, years in the league. And, uh, and Chris Durkin gets to come into a program that finishes first in a league and our first in a conference and gets to play in CONCACAF Champions League. And for young players that are aspiring to, to have uh, a different level of competition and hopefully some international competition, uh, you know, he gets that as well, and he's going to fill a need. So take me through, uh, in the sta- statement, uh, it mentions the fact that there's a, a U-22 initiative roster spot that's going to be used on this. What does that exactly mean? It means that his salary will not count against the salary cap. So when you have players that are uh, that qualify underneath the uh, that particular program that the under 22 initiative, uh, then there's some benefits for the salary cap for the, for the team. And so it allows us to continue to look for some quality players without having to worry about uh, where we're falling from a, from a budget perspective. Do most teams utilize those type of uh, provisions? Yeah, I would say a good number of teams uh, have used it and, and really, the league instituted it to help teams attract or, or, or encourage teams to attract some good young players. And we've seen some, you know, really good young players that have come into the league and then later have been sold over to Europe or into England or what have you. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's encouraging teams to just not fill roster spots with young players, but trying to help them find really high quality young players so that, uh, you know, hopefully they can move on to, to other things or stay in the league and make, uh, make a big impact. And Chris Durkin has done that. Uh, and he's got that ability to, you know, to stay in the league and be a star in the league. So that's the thing that really jumps out about this. He's going to be 24 in February. So this is a young guy, but his experience is pretty incredible. 70 appearances when he was on the Belgian side, 66 appearances uh, with uh, DC United. So it's a guy who's very young and in, in, in saying that early on in his career, but also a guy who's got tons of experience. 
Well, he was he was 16 when he signed, and he made his debut in 2018. Uh, so I think at that point he was 18 years old. So it's uh, you know he was two years a pro, you know, working on his craft, trying to get there. For those that are looking at the the Tyson Pierce's, the Caden Glovers, the you know looking back at Miggy Prez, three youngsters that St. Louis City signed. Um, you know, Durkin was 18 years old when he finally got his first shot. And, you know, as you said, 130 or so, give or take, uh, professional appearances, whether in Europe or here in the States, that's a lot of experience for a guy that's 23 years old. What's the overall feeling right now from City in terms of other things that they would like to do to add on to the roster this offseason? I think... You know, you've, you've got to look at, at some of the roles and the positions from last year that maybe we were, uh, you know, trying to figure out how to to get players put into certain spots before or during that, that, that run at the end of the year. Uh, you know, maybe we were a little bit short on on some depth. So, you know, I think you could you can look at, I think, th- this role here, this holding midfield spot, this central midfield position to help give Jabulo some, some cover uh, to help uh, Edward Leuven, uh give him some flexibility positionally, I think is a, is a smart move. You know, maybe an outside back might be something that, uh, that maybe the, the team looks for, maybe a player that offers something different than what they currently have. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think those are, I think the defensive midfield role was a big one. I think the outside back one is one that maybe is uh, is a spot where uh, where we could add a little variety to help give us a different look when certain guys are playing. So I've got this philosophy when it comes to American football, and that's that if you are a playoff team and your season ends before a championship, go look at the game where your season came to an end and figure out the deficiencies that led to to that ouster and fix those things and be really focused individually on that single game where your season came to an end and fix the problems that were exposed inside of that. Can that philosophy at all apply to soccer? And if so, is that something that City SC is looking at as they look at what happened against Kansas City? Well, I, I don't want to put words into Bradley's mouth. I'm not in hit those meetings and in in those discussions. But let's say that that philosophy does hold true. Um, then you would look at how do you compete against a team that's willing to give you the ball and force you to create uh, when you're in possession, whereas we would prefer to have been the team without the ball and willing and ready to counterattack, to press, to to win games in transition. So. You know, let's say that we've got to to be better in possession. I would say Chris Durkin has uh, has improved that for us now. He's he's a good connector. He's got uh, he's got more size than Jabulo does. He has more range in terms of ball striking. Uh, he's an athlete like Jabulo. Jabulo's pretty darn good on the defending side. Um, so uh, I would say Durkin's added some attacking things for us without giving up on the defending side. As I said earlier, uh, he may release Leuven to do some other things on the attacking side. We know how good he is. So I would say that, you know, 
to your point and to your philosophy, I would say that city has taken a step in the right direction uh, if that's part of their philosophy. Talking with uh, Dale Shilley, of course, uh, part of the City SC uh, broadcast. People in St. Louis are still getting used to the professional soccer calendar and how there's so little time. You'll go from the MLS crowning a champion till you know a month plus later. All of a sudden, teams are going to start training once again. We're not quite to that point right now. What is going on uh, at this moment? Is there is there anything taking take, taking place from a player standpoint, or are guys pretty much just on their own doing their own thing right now? Yeah, they're 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 doing their they're relaxing and trying to trying to refresh. And I'm sure at some point Tyler Harris will have the, um, the, the guys starting to do some workouts. Jarrett will start to have the guys working out and doing some things on their own. So they come in to camp at, uh, in decent shape, but it's a, uh, you know, now it's downtime. And as you said, it's, it's just such a quick turnaround, especially when you look at the number of games that the team plays, you know, I think we started last year, the last weekend of February, we ended in November. Um, you know, so you've got a few weeks in November, you got the month of December and and then you're training in January. So yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a short turnaround. You're not going to lose a whole heck of a lot of fitness, uh, especially if you do a little bit of maintenance and then you're back at it and, and working in preseason and you're down in Florida for a couple of weeks, and you're home for a few days and, you're out in California for a few weeks, and before you know it, you got a, a Champions Cup match. Yeah, and to the to that, how important is it for kind of the the evolution, the maturation of this team, this program, to to in their second year to already have qualified for something like the Champions Cup and to get that opportunity? Yeah, it's a bit, it's really big, uh, and I don't know that we can how important it is in terms of the development of the club. It's going to be a very difficult task, but until we go through uh, playing the international competition, if we're fortunate enough to draw uh, some international teams, uh, but until we go through this event and then step into league play, we really don't know how it's going to affect the players, how it's going to affect the team and the club. Um, so, we have to get into it. The, the fact that we're in it in our second year is is remarkable, uh, and it just moves things along, moves the needle a little bit faster, a little bit further uh, for Lutz and Bradley to really see where we're at and to, to really start to look at how do we shape the team, how do we shape the organization in the future. You're around the club. How long did it take from – the season ending for the focus to be upon the way the season ended to the focus changing to what's next. <laughs> I would say Bradley and, and the staff got after a review of the season faster than I've ever seen anybody get after a review, uh, closed door meetings, watching video from the whole season. Uh, and I would say it took about a week or so. And then from there, they were they were flipping over and moving on to the to the next year. So, I'll, I'll say a week and a few days off, and then back at it. He is Dale Shilley, part of the broadcast for uh, City SC, which of course can be heard on our sister station Y ninety eight. Dale, before we know it, you guys are going to be back on the air, and we can't wait for it. Yeah, it's going to be great. It was an enjoyable first year with uh, with the club and 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 the team, and can't wait to to see what. 
2024 brings. Awesome. Very good. Thanks, Dale. Thank you. That's Dale Shilley joining us. I'm sure we'll talk to him uh, before all is said and done during the course of uh, the offseason. Like the, the thing with the U-22 uh, roster, initiative roster spot, and that not counting against the salary cap and things like that, th- those are the sort of things that I am still very much learning uh, because there are some odd things when it comes to the way soccer works. And, you know, people say that about baseball and, and you hear about, you know, options and arbitration and club control and pre like all these, all these things that are exist in baseball that, if you're not super familiar with it, it sounds like a foreign language, right? And I, and I can sit here and talk through that. Uh, it's the same thing with soccer. All this language on the contracts and everything, it is something that uh, myself, along with others, are looking to uh, continue to learn. So that's a that's an interesting tidbit about that trade today, that the that, that contract does not count against the salary cap. And uh, we'll see what City does in terms of pushing up against that number, but for whatever it matters now, uh, Durkin, the new player that they acquire that they acquired today, Chris Durkin, uh, he is not going to uh, count against that and what he's going to make this season. I will take a break, and uh, when we return, um, want to get into something that Derek Gould said today during a chat at stltoday.com about the future of uh, Paul Goldschmidt when it comes to uh, the Cardinals and what that might mean for the team moving forward. We'll do that next as we roll on with the Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We continue on about a half hour to go here on uh, tonight's Graybar Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley. As always, if you want to join in on the conversation, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air is uh, where I'm at on Twitter. So uh, Derek Gould did uh, one of his chats today over at uh, STL Today. He was on there for a while. For those of you who partake in the Derek Gould Post-Dispatch chat, uh, if you assuming you are a uh, subscriber to the Post-Dispatch and, or STL Today, you get your money's worth uh, just with this bad boy. He was on there for a while. Uh, always does a lot of interesting things to say. Of course, we have him on the program here uh, fairly often. The thing that uh, garnered the most attention today, though, um, was just the indication that the Cardinals would like to get uh, a deal done with Paul Goldschmidt to extend him 
to extend him through the rest of his career. So he would finish out his career uh, in St. Louis, essentially saying that the Cardinals are going to approach Goldschmidt at uh, some point this offseason to start discussions on a contract. Uh, of course, he's going into the uh, final year of his deal. Uh you look at what's being said, and evidently they would like to have a deal done before the regular season, uh, but they would be okay talking to him during the season as well. The Cardinals tend to have some sort of extension uh, during most spring trainings. It is a very common thing for the Cardinals to announce uh, a contract extension during spring training. They do it a fair amount. It was Miles Michaelis who signed his extension this past year. I'm I'm fine with it, and. I don't mean to just repeat myself over and over and over again, but I'll, I'll say this again. I did not understand the general dislike for Paul Goldschmidt from a, uh, and not him as a person. The, the way I said that made it sound like it was a, like a personal thing. It was it was based off his numbers and based off his playing time, but uh, not playing time, but performance while playing. Uh, I didn't understand the negative feeling towards him this past season to the point that people wanted to see other individuals getting more time at first base, you know, doing the post game show. I heard from people who wanted the Cardinals to give more of a first base opportunity to Luke and Baker to give more of a first base opportunity to Alec Burleson. And this is nothing against those players, but what's wild to me and what has always been wild to me is the fact that you look at what Paul Goldschmidt did and you look at what others are doing, and even when Paul Goldschmidt's having a down season, his numbers were still better than anybody else that you would have put there. I'm not going to tell you he had a great season this past season. He didn't. It was one of his it was one of his worst career years. And in one of his worst career years, he hit close to 270 at 268. Uh, he had an OPS at 810. Now, that's not a fantastic, amazing OPS. And if you've listened to this program a lot, you know that's I bring that number up a lot. That's a that's a number I use to judge players. Um, you look at some of his other seasons in 2019, his first season with the Cardinals. He came in 20th in MVP voting that year, uh, largely because of his 34 home runs and 97 RPIs. He had an 821 OPS. Not a whole lot of difference between 810 OPS and 821 OPS. Uh, he just, some of the overall numbers this past year obviously did not look as good. You'll take the the 25 home runs. Um, I, I've got no problem with him being a 270 hitter. Now, I realized the year before when he was the MVP, he hit close to 320 and he hit 35 home runs. But this is a guy who he had received... Uh, MVP votes in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight previous seasons and nine of the last 10. And he's got a whole bunch of all-star game appearances as well. I realize I'm well aware of the fact that father time is undefeated. And as you get older, your, your productivity goes down. And at age 35, he's coming to the point in his career where maybe the production is going to start waning a little bit. I don't think, uh, I am very confident that we are going to see some form of a bounce back from Goldschmidt. And again, I feel like it's revisionist history on his season being a bad season. 
It wasn't up to what he had generally done. It certainly did not compare with 2022 when he's the MVP. I understand that. But he did not have a bad season this past year. He just didn't. The The numbers speak for themselves. And the idea that I, I can tell you this, when we start talking Cardinals, the almost every single time I get text messages, sometimes I get tweets from people saying, trade Goldschmidt and Arenado, trade Goldschmidt and Arenado. I hear it all the time. Maybe it's a very vocal minority, but if I know it's a minority, man, are they vocal. I, I just hear it continually, and I couldn't disagree with it anymore. I'm excited about what the Cardinals have coming up from a young player standpoint. It's why I don't want to see them trade Nolan Gorman. It's why I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with Mason Wynn at shortstop. Uh, obviously, we started to get a glimpse of it with uh, Jordan Walker and what he was able to do this past year. That's a great young core to have on this team, and we are going to continue to see that moving forward. But you want to have that veteran presence, guys who have done uh, things for quite some time and can lead in the clubhouse. And there's been questions about what's going on in the clubhouse. And Goldschmidt's not a big talker. He's not a super charismatic guy. Um, But there's a lot of respect for him inside the clubhouse, and there's a lot of respect for the way he goes about doing things. I One of the things that most impressed me about him this past season was late in the year, and, and, and like everybody, he's a little bit banged up, right? It's a lost season. Cardinals are using the opportunity to take a look at some young players and give other uh, players just an opportunity to see what they might do uh, in the future for the team. Goldschmidt's given a little bit of time off. He's not playing every day, but what he's not taking those days as vacation days. He's not taking those days as rest days. That was a guy that was still showing up to the ballpark as early as anybody very often getting to the ballpark before the first bus even goes. So he's just, he's Ubering or whatever. He's just transporting himself to the ballpark himself and continuing to go through all the work. Like that, the, Somebody who has that kind of work ethic and carries himself in that kind of way, in addition to being a good player and a guy who can produce for you, when you've got young players on the team, that's what you want to see. You want Jordan Walker. You want Mason Wynn. You want Nolan Gorman being on that first bus, going to the ballpark, walking into the clubhouse and seeing that Paul Goldschmidt's already there working. Those are the things you want to see. And the idea that Goldschmidt can finish out his career with the Cardinals, I think it's a great idea. So I don't know what the numbers would look like. Who knows what any number is going to look like here moving forward with baseball contracts. Obviously, Goldschmidt's already a guy who's got a pretty sizable contract. At the same time, I think the Cardinals have some room to um, to do some things still this offseason if they need to. Uh, he is set to uh, make about $26 million this upcoming uh, season. And, um, yeah, if if you can be in that neighborhood on a on like a two- or three-year deal, so he's going into his 36-year, uh, his age 36 season, um if if you do that and you give him a uh, maybe a three year extension or something, take him close to forty, I, I'd be comfortable with that. I absolutely would. And maybe I'll say in two years from now, I'll look back at that and say that I disagree. I just I think he's going to bounce back. 
I think he's going to look closer to the 2022 version of himself than the 2023 version of himself. And even if he was the 2023 version of himself, that's not bad. He he did not put up a bad season. And his numbers, I think, will have some sort of bounce back uh, this upcoming season. We've seen has, – Matt, hasn't he been working at uh, Driveline? Haven't we seen some uh, some Twitter videos of him over at Drive? I think we have. Um, and that's always a good sign, by the way. We talked with uh, one of the guys at Driveline last offseason. It was a really interesting conversation. Uh, that's a place that Nolan Arenado goes to, really uh, a data-driven, high-tech baseball academy. And a lot of major league players go and use it. Uh, Lars Newtbar's been there. Nolan Arenado's been there. A lot of major league guys across all of baseball go there. And I'm pretty sure Paul Goldschmidt's been there as well. And that's just that's another good sign for him because a lot of times when you go to Driveline, they're really able to uh, – unlock some things. So we'll see We'll see what it looks like moving forward. But I think as a Cardinal fan, you should be encouraged by the idea of the team uh, looking to possibly extend Paul Goldschmidt and make sure that he finishes his career as a Cardinal. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can tweet at me as well, at Matt Pauly on air. We'll take one more break when we come back. Scott Jagow is going to be in the house tonight from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock, hosting at your service. We'll uh, find out uh, what he's going to have on the program this evening, and uh, we'll find out how he's feeling. From we, We've talked so much from a Kansas City standpoint about what went down at that end of the Chiefs-Bills uh, game. He's a big Bills fan. We'll, uh, we'll figure out his thoughts on everything. We'll do that in just a moment or so as we roll on. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Starting to wrap up this edition of a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Up after me at your service with uh, Scott Jagow. More on that in just a moment. Do want to remind you, though, that the uh, inaugural Give Back Trivia Night to benefit SSM Cardinals Glennon is coming up on Friday, January 5th. It's going to be at the uh, Moolah Shrine Center on uh, Fifi Road. A table of 10, only $200. That is a fantastic deal, just 20 bucks per person. And you can uh, purchase your table now uh, at KMOX.com. And, again, uh, all of this is going to benefit SSM Cardinals, uh, Cardinal Glenn. So uh, you definitely want to uh, check that out. If you are able to do so, KMOX.com is uh, where you go. Scott Jagow is going to be uh, hosting at your service tonight, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. He joins us right now. Hey, Scott. Matt Pauly, KMOX Sports. Helps to turn on the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've only been in the business 30 years. Yeah. No, well, now you got it. You're <laughs> you're in good shape. I uh, wanted to throw this at you. This is a few days old. Former Oregon State coach, Jonathan Smith, who is now the head coach at Michigan State, a local Goodwill in the Corvallis area, all of a sudden had a bunch of his, like, game-worn gear. So it is clear that as he was exiting and heading to Michigan State, he looked at all of his Oregon State gear. And mind you, he is an alum of Oregon State. That is his school. Mm-hmm. He said, you know what? This could be better used by others. So he took all of his like really cool gear and evidently dropped it off at a Goodwill. And and oh, somebody wow. somebody found it. Would Would you do that or would you hang on to some of it? Well, if I was a former professional or college athlete or coach, yeah, because he's a head coach at Oregon State and yeah. he's got all his great stuff and he uh, he's giving it away. I mean, it sounds, you know, you hang on to it, but uh, there's such a thing as hoarding and you know, I got too much stuff, too much clothes, too many clothes. So I I think it's great he did that. Yeah, I was thinking about because I have worked for a lot of teams and I've been at a lot of different places. 
if you go into my home and some of it's in my closet, some of it is uh, stored away, uh, you can find every minor league baseball team that mm. I've ever uh, that I've ever broadcast for represented. Uh, every college that I've worked with uh, represented. I've got Air Force stuff and Wisconsin Green Bay stuff. Wow. I've got Brewers stuff. Like I got all kinds of stuff. I don't wear it most. Of, <laughs> yeah. I wear some of the college stuff. I'll wear still Air Force and Green Bay stuff. Uh, obviously, I'm not wearing Brewers stuff around uh, anymore. But like I, I just accumulate all these pieces, all these articles of clothing as you go through a career, and I haven't given it away. So Jonathan Smith has made me feel bad. <laughs> Don't worry, man. All it's right. okay. Right. Lots of us hang on to it. I haven't. I, I have a hard time separating myself from old jerseys, except when it's a player that I don't like anymore. For example, I have a Jack Eichel jersey okay. for the Sabers, mm. and I can't stand that guy now. Yeah. So that one I never wear. But I still haven't gotten rid of it yet. I have a an authentic Lawrence Phillips Rams jersey somewhere. I, when he got drafted by the Rams, I just thought that he was going to be the guy. And I remember being on a back. It was a jersey store at Northwest Plaza that, that I went to. And I, they had it on back order. And I don't I wasn't that. I was probably like 14 or 15 years old or 13 years old. I spent more money on that Lawrence Phillips jersey than I had spent on anything in my life. And he obviously did not exactly pan out. In my closet, uh, probably my gem is an old, old Thurman Thomas jersey from like the late 80s, early 90s. But I also have a Chris Spielman okay. Buffalo jersey. That's pretty rare. That he is. didn't play that long with no. the Bills. He was awesome. Of course, he went on to the Lions and had a big career there. But I got a Spielman jersey. It's like two sizes too big. So you are a big Bills fan. You're wearing yep. a Bills hat right now. And we've spent a lot of time, really just the entire country, but obviously this part of the country specifically looking back at the end of that Kansas City-Buffalo game where uh, Kansas City did not get a call or there was a, a call that generally is not called against Kansas City was called on them. Patrick Mahomes was very unhappy. Uh, Andy Reid was very unhappy. There seems to be a lot of sympathizers when it comes to looking at the Kansas City situation. As a Bills fan, how do you assess what went down? Well, I don't think there are a lot of sympathizers for the Chiefs because of the way they behaved at the end of the game. That is what really turned the table against them by fans of any other team. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was sour grapes, particularly when you know that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and in the AFC Championship game last year, got some really calls in their favor at the end of the game because he was saying, why did they wait till the last minute to make a call like that? And I was about, I was screaming at my TV saying, they did the same thing in the Super Bowl that you won. So, no, I and I just think it was very unprofessional, especially at the, when he got to Josh Allen. But Josh Allen, it was field. so weird, wasn't it? Was, it was, yeah. Josh is just like patting him on the chest saying, all right, buddy, I'm done with this right now. Yeah. I mean, they're friends. I know he, they like each other, but that was not very cool for him not even to say good game or anything. It kind of took something away from the accomplishment it, for the Bills in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a big win. And last night we got some help from the Titans. What a finish to that game. Yeah, The Dolphins have a tough schedule going forward, and – I'd watch out. I think the Bills can still win that division. Ravens are now the top team overall in the AFC. I know you're involved in a new uh, sports podcast. Yeah, check it out. I hope you do. Uh, it's called Angry Fans, and uh, you know I think the title kind of speaks for itself. But we get into it about all sports. It's not just Buffalo sports. 
And um, one of my favorite things that we've created for it is uh, spoof advertising. Okay. Uh, so those are pretty entertaining, and I've used some AI to great effect there. Check it out wherever you get podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, that kind of thing. All right, so you've got uh, at your service tonight. You're going to be on uh, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. What's uh, up on the program Yeah, this we evening? had a great show. It's very interesting. Uh, there's an organization here in St. Louis called Med Meds and Food for Kids, and it helps uh, kids in Haiti particularly, but also other countries. So they're addressing the pi- uh, cycle of poverty and starvation. We're going to talk to a couple people from that organization. Alex Garza is going to join us to talk about the COVID infection rate and respiratory illness infection rate right mm-hmm. now. And we're going to talk about AI, actually. Uh, ThrottleNet is going to inform us about okay. uh, artificial intelligence, some of the things that are going on there. And Johnny Rabbit will tell us a little bit about his career because he's 85 and he's sort of semi-retiring. Yeah, and transitioning out of uh, the what is the museum stuff yeah, that he was yeah, doing. So, yeah. yeah, really cool. So, all right, well, uh, thanks for taking some time. We'll be listening tonight. Thanks, Matt. That's Scott Jagow. He's with you uh, this evening from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock, so don't go anywhere. I'm back with you tomorrow for another full two-hour edition of a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Certainly appreciate, be, uh, appreciate you being tuned in this evening and look forward to talking to you again tomorrow night for another Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.